HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Since 2009, HRN podcasts have been exploring the wide world of food, beverage, and agriculture. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome, everyone, for another episode of Cooking in Mexican from A to Z uh, on Heritage Radio Network. I'm one of your uh, hosts, Aaron Sanchez, alongside my beautiful mother. And today we are beyond excited. We we have a guest here that is someone that I, I've met recently, I want to say two years ago, through a, a mutual friend and unbelievable chef and pioneer, uh, Benito Molina and Solange in Baja California. We went and did a dinner at Manzanilla, and it was just this wonderful moment of just sharing great food and stories and getting to know new friends and making make, making long-lasting uh, relationships. And one of these gentlemen that I met who did a fantastic course, by the way, uh, is Carlos Leal, who we have visiting with us today. And just a little bit of Carlos, information on him, if you don't know, uh, he, is, he hails from Monterrey, Mexico. He is the creator and culinary uh, director of companies in Mexico, incluyendo um, Compañía de Sales, which is a wonderful flavored salt sort of company that he's done, Border and Sons, Loyal and Febre, Destilados de Agave, and, and Todo el Vino. So there's many different things that he's done, but you know, all of his culinary interests has led Carlos to participate in MasterChef Mexico in 2018, where he was able to sort of share his passion with food with a very large audience. And, and since that, he's parlayed that into doing many different uh, talks and representing brands. And he's done a TED Talk and done really cool, cool stuff. Uh, so he's here. And he's sort of this jack of all trades. He knows a lot about, obviously, grilling and all that beautiful cabrito from Monterrey. But what we're going to be focusing on today, which is a really interesting topic, is uh, working with insects, insects and saving the world. Uh, and uh, we're very excited to have you here, Carlos. Oh, thank you so much, Aaron. Uh, Sarela, pleasure to meet you. And uh, I feel very honored uh, for the introduction. So I'm your man. Let's, let's talk about what we did love the most, food. And in this case, insects. <laughs> I wanna kind of, I wanted to kind of start on your on your salt thing because salt is a huge thing here in New York, you know. And are you 
did you bring salt? Uh, are you working with salt from Mexico? Yes, actually, I have a small project uh, that it is almost uh, 10 years uh, from, from, from which I started. And uh, we are using, of course, uh, sea salt from Mexico. But uh, I wanted to, to share the different flavors of uh, the Mexican cuisine using salt as a vehicle of transport. That's why uh, my first collection was uh, and it is focused on uh, pre-Hispanic heritage and in this case insects uh, using gusano de maguey, uh, chapulín and uh, hormiga chicatán. That's good. Those were the first flavors. Yeah, so basically you've taken the idea of all these beautiful insects, which is a huge source of protein, which is right now como agarrado vuelo. Uh, in, the, in the United States is where it's the substitute for proteins, right? And I think let's start with that because right now everybody that's, it, that's doing substitute protein, insects is where it's at. So let's talk a little bit about how we use insects in Mexican cuisine. I think that would be perfect. Yes, excellent. Uh, we've been using insects uh, since uh, 2,000 years ago or most because uh, those were the one of the most available ingredients uh, in, in, in uh, protein. And uh, many people think that uh, it is something new, that uh, it is a trend, but not. Uh, in, in, uh, when the Aztecs uh, were here in this big empire before uh, the Spaniards, the ants, the grasshoppers, humiles, aguautle, eh, gusano de maguey, gusano blanco were part of, uh, of the regular diet. But uh, the most important thing that uh, those insects were dedicated to the priest and uh, all the kings and uh, the monarchy. So, but, but, uh, then it uh, changed, and uh, and and uh, we still we are still uh, eating those. But uh, right now it is a very important moment in with uh, in which uh, we need to see to the future because uh, we are growing as a human species, and uh, we we will need another alternatives uh, of protein, and uh, we are looking to use insects, yeah. but uh, as you know, it is very hard for a lot of people uh, to think uh, instead of beef or chicken, <laughs> to use uh, crickets, chapulines, but but uh, we, we, we need to look forward because in 2050, we will need to do something very different uh, than the way that uh, we are doing right now. I agree. Well, Mom? let's say Aaron was telling us Last time that we spoke about about insects, we have a friend named Doctor uh -huh. Bug. Oh yes, of course. Anyway, so he was saying that a lot of the vegan flowers and a lot of the vegan products have insects in them. Ah yes, of course. We are, we eat a lot of uh, pounds per year, according to some studies. Yes. In the flowers, in in a lot of different <laughs> things. So 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 we are used to. And uh, we, we do not need to panic about eating insects, but uh, it is a working process that uh, uh, 
the cooks need to push that are pushing right now uh, to be open uh, for different kind of uh, of food. For example, uh, a couple of decades ago, yeah. the sushi was a kind of a taboo. Ah, uh, well, I'm, and I am talking in the Western world, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it started uh, what uh, some people call sushification, mm-hmm. in which they started to 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 say, okay, <laughs> uh, eating raw fish is is healthy, is good. So it uh, started. Uh, very slowly, but but now you can uh, see everywhere in the West, uh, in El Occidente, e- eating uh, raw fish. With plenty of Maggi sauce. With plenty of Maggi sauce, exactly. So I think, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that, because that's a very good point, Carlos. We're talking about the idea of popularity with certain food trends, especially in Mexico, starting to have a presence and, and an understanding, right? So now we're talking about the popularity of insects. So let's let's classify okay. the most popular ones and okay. then we can go to some of the more obscure ones. Okay. Um I, I think we I think everybody understands that the cricket, right? The champolines is probably the most recognizable insect. Of course. And then the worms, the mag the, the maguey worms would probably be the second one if, if, as far as you know, you see the, the worm inside the bottle of mezcal, but then that's dried out and made of salt. Um, what are some of the other ones? The ants, the armigas. We have escamoles. Um, humiles. You know, I've been to humiles. So let's talk a little bit about what those are, guys, so the so we can have some clarity here. Okay, of course. Uh, well, as uh, you just said, the most common ones are crickets, what we call chapulines, also, uh, uh, the maguey worm, which is not a worm, it's a larvae. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's una larva. No, and yeah. uh, we, of course, have uh, hormiga chicatana. And uh, the most obscure ones, as we can say, or uh, less popular or, uh, or uh, harder to find are uh, the aguautle. Which is which is a, an egg of a kind of a fly that lives in uh, Xochimilco, Lago de Texcoco, in the Estado de Mexico. Yes, very, very small. And I had where? That. In Mercado San Juan in Mexico or where? No, I had it at Fonda Donchon in Mexico. In Mexico City. Did you have it there, Mom, too? Or no? Yeah, I did. Yeah, they make these cakes with it. So it's actually fly eggs, right? Ah, but right. What's it called again, Carlos? A variety fly. What is it called again? Uh, aguautle. And, aguautle. Uh, and it, yes, and uh, it is uh, it is also called like a Mexican caviar, but not as flavorful and uh, yeah. popular as escamoles, which is uh, which, which the escamoles are uh, eggs from ants. Ant larva. Ant larva. I flown top chef because I wouldn't eat the escamoles. Uh, the escamoles. Yeah, because you know there's something you know how, how that sweetbreads have that thing that sticks to your palate. Well, escamoles do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Escamoles is, uh, I believe that it is among my favorite dishes. It is so complex. It is buttery, and I love the preparation. The prepara- the preparation is usually very simple. It is cooked with a with, with a little bit of uh, of butter. But they put epazote, 
So there is always a connection between mm. escamoles and nepasote. At the end of the day, there is always connection between uh, what uh, we have in our surroundings uh, in, in the Mexican gastronomy. So, so it is beautiful. This week on Heritage Radio Network's Meet and Three, we're spilling secrets. Do you know what is in that makes it banned? I do not, other than it being a proprietary blend of something that's supposed to be performance enhancing. If you go through the drive through in reverse, so your car is fully backwards, you get a free chocolate shake. Tune in to Meet and Three, available wherever you get your podcasts. So, Mom, what were some of the, your earliest encounters uh, with insects? I mean, I know you grew up in the north, but did they have something in the north, Mom? Absolutely. We have the um, acorn worms. The acorn worms? Okay. And how were they prepared? Well, they weren't prepared. We just squeeze, squeeze them when you were cutting up and open an acorn. And then most of the time, you, just, you would just eat them raw because you were cutting open an acorn. And then would come out the worm, and then you just eat it. But they weren't they weren't prepared as 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 a dish, so that's 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 what they were. But there were other things. How about alecranes? Are we considering a scorpion an insect? Because I mean, have you I've eaten scorpion, right, Mom? They're good on the barbecue. Well, it's one of those things that that if you have them at the restaurant, everybody's gonna want to try. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I, I, and Daron and Sarela, I, I believe that the, the alacran, uh, it is, uh, like a marketing gimmick. It is usually in Durango area, but, uh, what I have, uh, tasted that they, it does, it does not have a concentrated flavor, yeah. uh, like umami, just like the agave worm which I believe it's beautiful, the flavor of the agave worm, very complex and interesting. And, and uh, I, mm. it doesn't have a lot of flavor, but uh, I, I, I've been, well, I, I've been uh, eating bugs uh, for more than 20 years, and, uh, but having contact with bugs because my, mm. my parents uh, are biologists. Wow. So I have like, a, I always love to collect uh, insects and, but then I love, I loved uh, to cook, so so I was focusing on on finding insects to eat. Now, have you seen this happen in Mexico, where there's restaurants that are starting to have more of a focus on insects? We know about the pre-Hispanic restaurant like Fonda Donchon that's been around forever in the, in the Ciudad de Mexico. But this idea is the younger generation gravitating towards eating insects. I think that practically all the restaurants in Mexico City have at least one bug thing, you know, on the popular restaurant. Yeah. So don't you uh, Yes, of course. Uh, actually, it is a very important trend, as I said before, in the, in the, using the insects as part of fine dining. Uh, for example, uh, in, in uh, Puyol, the restaurant from uh, of Enrique Olvera, uh, he's he's been using insects for a long time, and uh, right now he has like a 
like a small uh, elote with a chicatana mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. So it's beautiful. And uh, you also, for example, another 50 best restaurant, Quintonil, uh, from Jorge Vallejo. Uh, he uses a lot of insects. Mm -hmm. A uh, couple of uh, weeks ago, for example, there is a very important and renowned uh, restaurant of a friend of mine in Puebla, which is very famous, Mural de los Poblanos. It, 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 uh, it uh, has a festival of insects. Wow. So there, there, there is a complete menu. Oh, uh, wow. Having different kinds of insects. And it is very, very interesting. On my last trip to Oaxaca, Diaz uh, was, was serving this amazing tostadas with all sorts of insects. Uh, yes, in which restaurant? Casa Oaxaca. Oh, no, at Casa Oaxaca, mommy. They had this amazing tostadas. Sí, con Alejandro Luis. Well, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I believe that mm -hmm. the insects, Orale. besides uh, yeah. having a lot of protein, and uh, be be very easy to to have a big quantity of insects. It has a lot of flavors and give a lot of texture in 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 in, in the different plates as tostadas, for example. And Alejandro Ruiz, Manolo from Pitiona, Rolfo Castellanos are also in Oaxaca. Uh, very very important chefs, as you guys know. And uh, they are they always have different plates using. Insects, but the beautiful thing of this is that you don't need to go to fine dining restaurants or very important. You can find insects in different mercados all over Mexico, in Veracruz, in Chiapas, in Tabasco, in Hidalgo, Querétaro, Puebla, eh, in, in, in the tropical uh, yeah. areas is where you find the most different varieties, as for example, the most rare ones are like uh, the humiles, which are called like uh, chinches. There are very, very small insects. And uh, when I try them, it reminds me of, uh, it has like a, a mint flavor, like uh, like zacate or something like that, very herbal. Yeah. I think it's important to mention that you shouldn't go get to consume insects. You shouldn't go to your local pet store. Right, <laughs> like you want to go, you want to go to a people that specialize in in farming <laughs> these yeah. particular insects. I yes, think that's worth course. mentioning, no, Mom. <laughs> one of the things that I mean, you probably know that I'm, I'll ask you. Yeah. One of the words that I learned last year that I absolutely love is the smell of rain falling on the on the soil. You know the word for that? In Spanish. Olor a tierra mojada. In Spanish. No, la palabra es petricor. ¿Cuál? P-E-T-R-I-C-O-R. Petricor. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful word because that, that brings me back to the ranch and everything. There's nothing like the smell of rain. I also believe that, and uh, even though that we are now in year 2022, we never, we, we, we can never forget that uh, we are part of a system, of an ecosystem, and that, that we are connected with the, with the earth, well, with the soil, with the insects, with the plants. And gastronomy needs to be like oriented in that way. That's why 
we find in the different recipes connection between the chiles or uh, 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 with different herbs, la milpa, of course, the milpa. or uh, the mushroom, different kind of mushrooms. So there is always a connection of what we have, and uh, we need to 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 be firm that we are part of uh, of that ecosystem, and we need to protect it. And we need to see the insects, the bugs, not uh, as our enemy, but uh, as our friend. This can be a, yes, this can be an answer. That's why you need albejas. That's why you need bees. All of these, you know, if the world doesn't have bees, we're in big trouble, you know? And I, it's such a simple thing because all the bees, they, 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 inseminate, you know, they inseminate and they allow nature to flourish. And I think it's really important. Insects need to be valued more. What cuisines are using insects more? What regions? Well, th Thailand. Thailand and Southeast Asia use insects incredibly Malaysia, well. Indonesia, China. Yeah. There, yeah. There is like a belt. If you see the world as a whole, the planet, there is a belt that you can see in the hotter areas in which it is very common uh, to 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 have uh, insects as part of our of the diet and uh, mm. and we need to think that uh, for uh, like more than a quarter of people eating insects as part of their diet it is not taboo so it has been for all the eternities part oh, yeah. of ourselves <laughs> That is why I, I wanted to create this project, Compañía de Sales, because it, uh, it is a very humble and uh, small project. But I believe that uh, for the new generations, we need to start like creating conscience of eating insects. And for example, in the beginning of the project, like 10 years ago, uh, when I talk about this to my family, even my parents or my friends, they say, eh, how, uh, you are crazy? How, uh, why, why are you going to make a sal, a salt with Chicatana's ant? Uh, and, and I wanted, well, this is the first step to, 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 to have the insects as part of our diet. And now I can see the young generations like uh, when they know that I am the creator of Compañía Sales. Oh, I love a lot. Uh, your uh, salt with uh, chikatana or uh, and, and and there's people like 16 70 years old that okay my favorite is the grasshopper so do you find that bartenders are using your salts and cocktails and also as another way yes of course i started this project focusing uh, for the mezcal uh, uh, for the for mezcal to mm. sip it and taste it with oranges, but I I when I created this project I for example in uh, the sal de gusano I wanted to include uh, well the best ingre ingredients and uh, a lot of percentage so people can taste the real flavor of gusano, but I connected for example with hoja santa. As uh, you know, Oja Santa or Yerba Santa is a, a very emblematic uh, plant, uh, mm. aromatic herb from Oaxaca. 
So, and, Veracruz. Y eso, Veracruz, Oaxaca. Eh, y, it's y, called y, Acuyo. In many, in many parts. Yeah, Acuyo. Or, was it Chaya too, mommy? Or Chaya is the wild spinach? No. no Chaya is from Yucatan. Yeah, no, it's a different, it's a different, it's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, but you know that I, I always mention this, so bear with me. There's a, a fish growing company in Panama that only feeds the fish Oja Santa. Whoa. Yes, uh, uh, and and uh, that reminds us that uh, we need to see all the world as a whole because the plants, the insects, they are almost the same in, in, in Mesoamerica, in Latin America. For example, the Chicatana, you can find them in, in Amazonas, in Brazil, or uh, in Colombia, in Central America. For example, I, I have, uh, there is a restaurant, a very famous restaurant that it is called El Chato in Colombia. And uh, they came here to make a, a, a presentation of their food. And one of the plates uh, was, uh, was a beef with a salsa uh, with uh, hormiga culona. They call it that way because it has a big ass. And, 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 and it is exactly the same as, as uh, Chicatana. So, so we are more connected than the wind no so 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 we never we can never forget that i love so it so besides chocolate ants are there any desserts that you make with insects yeah uh, yes well uh, chicatana uh, actually the the salt that I, that i have is uh, chicatana with cardamom it is mm, like cardamom a, yeah, yeah. Yes, with cardamomo, it is uh, not endemic uh, from Mexico, but now there is a lot of, uh, I believe it's in no number two or three in production in Chiapas. And uh, I love to use that salt uh, a little bit in ice creams or in mm. different kind of desserts. Yeah. And for example, if uh, you go to... To Sao Paulo, you, you can see, uh, well, different restaurants that are uh, having desserts with uh, insects. Chicatana reminds me of coffee, mm. chocolate, like chocolate, oaxaqueño, those flavors. Urine. Uh, uh, well, I, I, I have never tasted urine, thanks God. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, it, know. Um, you haven't been thirsty enough. <laughs> yes, actually, there is a friend. I have a friend of mine which is sommelier, and uh, he lived uh, a lot of time in 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 France. And then uh, when he came back, we were drinking biodynamic wines from south of France, and uh, he was giving like the description, no, la cata. Okay, this uh, wine is uh, like uh, la, la, like uh, cat piece. <laughs> and I say, man. Find another adjective, please. People are going to be very, very afraid. Oh, oh I love this uh, wine because it smells like cat piss. But uh, maybe we can say it has some uh, animal uh, accents yeah. Yeah. in the animal flavor. flavor. So. Andale. Animal Andale. flavor, animal. It reminds me like animal. But. So, so, so what, is your, what is your most exciting new project? This is an opportunity for you, Carlos, to 
uh, tell all of our listeners what you're doing, all the new projects, et cetera, et cetera. Ah, well, uh, as I have told you, I have uh, been in love with Oaxaca, even though that I live in Monterrey, up in the north of Mexico. And uh, I have a very humble uh, project that I am started. I am starting, uh, which I am producing, uh, Licor de Café de Olla with uh, mezcal base. So uh, it, it, it is very beautiful because right. I'm working with different communities there. And uh, at the end of the day, it is always uh, the flavors, the aroma that I love the most so I can share to the different uh, people. So how do you make that? How do you make it though? It is very simple. The alcoholic base is mezcal, but, uh, and uh for the guys that are listening to us, Café de Olla is uh, made, of course, with very, very good café, with uh, piloncillo, vanilla, cinnamon, and a little bit of citrus. And, uh, and, and, and uh, when I think of uh, Café de Olla, I remember my grandmother preparing uh, the café de olla eh, in in eh, with the coal in el rancho and uh, those are the connections that I love the most. That's why I am always working in different projects, focusing of uh, focusing on uh, what I love the most since why since I was a kid. For example, cool. insects, yeah, and uh, all the flavors that connects me with. Uh, my parents with my with Mexico grandmother with Mexico because uh, it is uh, what we really have as Mexicans the flavors and uh, if you ask any Mexican uh, what it is uh, your uh, the thing your first memories your memories that you love the most it is always connected with uh, the with food. the kitchen, with the food, <laughs> with the cuisine, with the mother, with the grandmother. And uh, every time that I have the opportunity, I spoke about them because it is what we love. So, Carlos, we have this unbelievable uh, connection with our mutual friend Benito Molina. And you went through this process of MasterChef and doing all of this. I think what you're doing right now with your companies, I think, is really special. So we talked about the Compañía de Sales. You're going to start doing these, this, uh, this sort of licor de, de, de café de olla. That's wonderful stuff. How can people engage with you, Carlos, so they can have a conversation and say, you know, I'm interested. I want to come visit Monterrey, for instance. Do you want to do a culinary tour? Or do you want to have people come and visit with you? And Mi casa es su casa. Andale. Uh, it is a saying that uh, we always say that it is the first things that uh, that we are thought in the family, and uh, of course we, uh, I am always open to make new friends. And uh, the food and the the beverage has always connected me to beautiful, amazing people. So you guys and your friends are my friends, <laughs> and. Uh, and and uh, we uh, we are here. Uh, come visit Mexico. Try our food. And if uh, you guys want to connect with me, uh, well, you can connect me with my social media, Señor Sapiens, Señor Sapiens, or Compañía de Sales. 
I always answer those beautiful messages from people all over the world. Wonderful. Oh, it's been a pleasure to meet you. Continued success, Carlos Leal. Again, we've been talking here about uh, eating bugs and saving the world uh, on Heritage Radio Network here, cooking in Mexican from A to Z. We've had a fantastic uh, guest in Carlos Leal, a friend, amigo, a real pioneer and in launching these flavored salts. He's in, in Monterrey, Mexico. Please seek him out. Look for information on Heritage Radio uh, Network. Uh, go on my mom's uh, uh, website, sarela.com. Everyone that's been listening, we really appreciate you guys. And again, uh, we've also done another episode with Bugs. So if you guys want to come back and have a little revisit, uh, please look out for one of our episodes called Eat Your Bugs. It was episode 14 with our good friend, Dr. Bugs, Mark Moffat. Um, and uh, if you want more, please. It was hysterical. You want to laugh? You will, you will laugh and have a great time. Uh, look for more information on Heritage Radio Network, Cooking in Mexico from A to Z. Hello. Cooking in Mexican from A to Z is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.